This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Hello, college football fans, and welcome to the Primetime Podcast. Ricky Whitmer here, along with the one, the only, Brandon Swanee Swanson. Hey, hey, hey. And we are here, Brandon, finally here to the time of year you love the most. How many times can I say year in a single sentence? It's playoff semifinal time. We've got Oklahoma, Clemson, Alabama, Michigan State. This is the, These are the games you wanted to talk about. These are the ones Brandon's been sitting all bowl season like, can we get to the games that count, the games that matter, folks? Well, I mean, just the games that people want. <laughs> you know, I mean, because as much fun as it was watching UConn and Marshall, uh, you know, well, Virginia I, Tech Tulsa, fifty-five, fifty-two score. That was a good game. I mean, at the end of the day, come on, I don't <laughs> care. I, I, I'll be honest with you, folks. I've been honest with you forever. I'm always honest with you. I don't care. Ball games are meant for advertising and dollars mm-hmm. in the bank. Let's be honest about it. And they're also for football fans who have nothing better to do than sit on their couch and watch football all day long. And let me tell you, that's why God made Sunday in the NFL season, to watch football that mattered all day long. So I have nothing against college football. I love it. But the games that matter are the ones that I care about. So I'm very excited to be able to talk about this tonight. So, okay, we've got two semifinal games, just like it was last year. Oklahoma playing Clemson. In Miami in the Orange Bowl, Alabama hosting Michigan State in the Cotton Bowl. I want to start with that Alabama game, your favorite team, Brandon, because there's one thing about this game I keep thinking about. Can Michigan State do what Ohio State did? And how does Alabama avoid losing to the Big Ten twice in the college football playoff? Twice. It's simple. Derrick Henry. He's your X Factor. He's your absolute X factor. Michigan State can't have an answer for him. No one has an answer. They had for an Derek answer Henry. for uh, Jordan Kanziri. Jordan Kanziri is nowhere near at the level. Well, no, that Derek he's not, Henry he wasn't is. a Heisman candidate. But thank you very much. You just proved my point. <laughs> but but see, that's the thing. Yes, can Michigan State stop him? Yeah, I mean, any defense can stop anyone on any given day. They can. But is it likely? No. Derek Henry's been too good all season long, especially to let up now. He's not going to do it. I mean, this Alabama team is too good. And people who say, oh, well, if they stop Derrick Henry, then Coker's not going to be able to throw the ball because he's been inconsistent. Jake Coker has actually been better than what people thought he would be. Yeah, he's got his inconsistencies, but he's been a lot better, I think, because the pressure's been taken off of him because Henry's been so good. Mm -hmm. So if Henry struggles, yeah, then maybe we're talking about an interesting ball game. But Henry, I don't think, is going to struggle. I don't see Michigan State's defense shutting him down. But then other people would say, whoa, 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 whoa. How about that one guy? You know, that Ezekiel Elliott guy who they shut down. No, they didn't shut him down. Ohio State shut him down. See, and that was the one thing. You took the words kind of out of my mouth because I was going to be like, oh, well, the the key to the game for Michigan State is to – Limit Derrick Henry and make force the quarterback position, force Coker to beat you. However, Brandon, you have said Coker, he hasn't been chopped liver. And now has the quarterback play been the strongest part of this team? 
for Alabama? No, by far it hasn't. But the one thing I think for Michigan State is they need that X factor. And you mentioned it last for last year's game for Ohio State. Who was the X factor? You mentioned his name. Who was that X factor? Oh, Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott. You could say Cardell Jones helped, but Ezekiel Elliott was the key. And guess what? Michigan State has a quarterback that, if healthy, one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Draft-wise, probably not where we had him at the beginning of the season, but almost 3,000 yards in the season, 24-5 to touchdown INT ratio. The X factor for me in this game, if Michigan State wants to win, has to be L.J. Scott. Has to be it. 11 touchdowns on the year, 691 yards on the ground. He's got to be the one that Michigan State says, okay, you saw what Zeke did last year, right? You got to be the guy for us. Go out there and be the guy for us. Be that X factor. Win the game. And in the Big Ten Championship, seven only 73 yards, but it was enough to win it with that touchdown that he had as well. But that was a unique game because that was a Big Ten hard-fought, low-scoring game. If I'm a Michigan State fan, you know what worries me? What? Back a couple of weeks ago, Leonard Fournette. He is on the map. He is going to be your Heisman winner. I mean, clear-cut Heisman winner, right? He's going to win it. He's going to. He's been so good. They come up with Alabama. going to be the biggest game of the season. Alabama shuts down not only Leonard Fournette, but the entire offense. Fournette, I think, carried the ball 16 times, 31 yards. He got his touchdown. But Alabama's defense rose to the occasion. They were huge. That's what this defense will do against Michigan State. They will wreak havoc on Connor Cook. And that defensive line for Alabama will overmatch the offensive line for Michigan State. Part of me feels like, oh, well, Alabama's the clear winner in this game. I honestly do. Part of me feels like, you know what, they are the clear winner. They can go away and run away with this one. But however, there's just that one thing I'm sitting with that's just like, you know what? We all thought Ohio State wasn't going to win it. And look at what they went ahead and do. And Michigan State, to me, is out of the two lower-seeded teams. Oklahoma will get two in a second in the other one. But out of the two lower-seeded teams, they scare me more than Oklahoma does. And, I mean, these two matchups that we have, each team kind of fits the other where— this game, I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan State and Alabama was a low-scoring game, like a 17-14 to 14 game, with both defenses coming out, with Derrick Henry just edging out Scott, and that's why the Crimson Tide win. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. I feel like defense in this game is going to be the most important part because of Obviously, for Michigan State, it's stopping Derrick Henry. But for Alabama, it's do you feel a pressure to win because of what happened last year? And Nick Saban, great coach. He's got to have his guys ready 
so that last year doesn't happen again this year. Well, one thing I got to say is that I think too many people, and you brought it up, is I think too many people are looking at what happened last year, that there's going to be another Ohio State like there was last year. Well, you know, Ohio State last year. Well, no, you know, you're not always going to get a team to upset the other one. Sometimes the favorite runs away with it. Sometimes they do, and that's what I see Alabama doing here. I just don't see Michigan State being able to have enough firepower to go with Alabama, offensively and defensively. And I don't see that that firepower being able to get out there because of the defense that Alabama brings to the table. Mm -hmm. And you said Nick Saban's a great coach. Yeah, duh. So he's not (laughs) going to allow his guys to even think about what happened last year. That's out of sight, out of mind. We are here today. That's what he's going to be saying. We are here today. This is what we need to go do right in front of us, not behind us, not what happened before. No one cares. We didn't get there. Okay. We've got a chance again now. Make sure you take it now. Can I make an observation? Huh? Part of me, and this is comparing these two games to the last year games. Like you said, we had a blowout last year. Mariota. Blew out famous Jameis. Hey, guess what happened when both of them got to the NFL and they played each other? Mariota won again. However, Oregon blows out Florida State. Then you look at the other side, a very close game with the upset happening in Ohio State beating Clemson. How I feel, gut check time, Ricky Widmer, is yes, I said, that out of the two, Oklahoma and Michigan State, Michigan State scares me more. However, because of the matchups that we see, remember how I said that kind of the two styles of teams fit each other more with the two matchups we have? I feel like Alabama is going to be more like that Oregon FSU game where Michigan State comes out, they have some good plays, but Alabama runs away with it. Not in the style of Oregon. Because nobody runs that high-flying duck offense. Wasn't like that this year, let's be honest. But it's going to be a similar result where the Crimson Tide literally run with Derrick Henry into the championship game. It's the other game where we're going to see our Ohio State. Oklahoma's our Ohio State this year. And the reason being, Clemson is not a strong number one. There, I said it. They're not a strong number one. Yeah, they won every game. That's why you're number one. You're not a strong number one. Some people would make the argument that, yeah, actually they are a strong number one because even though there were a lot of teams that tested them, especially towards the end, South Carolina, North Carolina, they barely won against South Carolina, and then they you know, just got by by the skin of their teeth and against, against Notre North, Dame. Carolina, North Carolina. And against Notre Dame. And against Notre Dame, but... They won. And what's what What do we hear all the time? Coaches say, doesn't matter how you win, it's that you won. Mm-hmm. You know, you can win ugly. I mean, my gosh, there's been so many teams that have won ugly, but they win. So some people would actually make the case that Clemson is a clear number one, and they have not fallen. But Oklahoma is going to be a huge test for them. It's going to test their defense. How much energy... How much grit does their defense have? Because Oklahoma can throw it all over the damn place, and they will. Look at this. Oklahoma, except for the TCU game, Oklahoma State, 
58 points scored by the Sooners. Then you have the Baylor game, 44, 52 against Iowa State, 62 against Kansas, 63, 55, 52 against Tulsa earlier in the season. I know some of these games are Ricky, Those are easy teams. There's one game I'm focusing on, and it was actually replayed over our Christmas break on, I want to say it was like ESPNU, and I watched it again. I watched the ending of it because it was such a great week two game. September 12th at Rocky Top, Tennessee hosting Oklahoma, the double overtime game that saw the Sooners come out on top 31-24. to To me, I feel like this Oklahoma team, they have been in those close situations. So is Clemson. You could say the same thing. But there is something about this kid, Baker Mayfield, that I just look at him and I go, you can beat Clemson. Let's just talk about the semifinal here. If Baker Mayfield against Alabama... Maybe not as confident, but, you know, I thought the Ducks were going to roll Cardell Jones. I feel like this kid, Baker Mayfield, who has had at least two touchdowns, he's only had one game, and that was their loss. Every time he has scored more than two or more touchdowns, they win the game. I think it's just something about your name being Baker, you know? And he's from Austin. He's at Longhorn, uh, grew up in Longhorn Backyard but became a Sooner. Well, you can't have the name of Baker and not be from the <laughs> South, let me tell you. You're not going to have a guy named Baker over in New York City. That's just not going to happen. But I think that he's been really good all year. I mean, he's a special kid. He's been he's extremely talented, and some he's been saying, very successful. Some were saying he should have been in the top three for the Heisman. Well, some are saying, go ahead. Go ahead and say whatever the hell you want. Because, because Derek, uh, Derek Henry won. Yeah. Hey! But, uh, you know, see, that's the thing, though, is that at the end of the day, does it really matter? Oh, he should have been in the top three for the Heisman. Well, he still wouldn't have won. Ah, he should have been there. Eh, it doesn't matter. But um, what matters now? Winning your games. Mm-hmm. Winning these next two. I mean, they're going to be big. Uh, this this next game against Clemson, this may this is, to me, going to be the better game of the two. Not because I don't think Alabama's going to win, because I think Alabama's going to blow them out. Well, yeah, and like I was saying, this is going... Alabama, Michigan State, that's your Oregon FSU. That's the one where Brandon's sitting in front of the screen, much like I was Oregon, Florida State, going, yes, yes, get them, Ducks. Beat Jameis Winston. I was happy that Jameis lost that game because I don't really like Jameis Winston. This is going to be your closer game. Deshaun Watson going up against Baker Mayfield. Which quarterback is going to be better And I feel like this is the game where Deshaun Watson falls back a little bit and Baker Mayfield says, this is my game. I'm going to win it. But see, then I don't don't know about that because we've seen that, you know, our Big 12 teams that are only offense and what's a defense. So that's going to be a big thing too. Oklahoma State, excuse me, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State is not in it. Um, Oklahoma, they're going to have to be really good on defense because Clemson can put up points. I mean, they can put points on the board and in a hurry. But what kind of defense are we going to see from Oklahoma? Mm-hmm. Because they were scoring all those points throughout the year. Their offense. That's what big 12 teams do. They score. 
But there's not a lot of guys who come out of the Big 12 going into the NFL that are on defense. Because most teams don't have one in the Big 12. They send out their offense and their special teams to kick. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, there's just something about this game where I don't know if the defense for Oklahoma, they're not going to play like they're Alabama, let's be honest, because nobody's the Alabama Crimson Tide. But I just feel like there's something with this Clemson team. And I know in an interview with, I think it was Hannah Storm, Dabo, which got a dab for Dabo, um, he said that there's something special about this team that he has, that this has been a special group of guys. They, They just have a different mentality of any team he's coached before. But part of me sits there and goes, okay, can you go undefeated the entire way? Because now we're in the time where, yeah, you're undefeated. That's why you got number one. But can you go undefeated the entire way? Are you a team that can win two when you absolutely have to? I mean, you could argue and say, well, Ricky, they beat the Tar Heels when they had to. But let's be honest. Those ACC refs fucked them. They did. Let's be honest. The refs didn't lose them the game. They, and I've said this before, they took the chance away from the Tar Heels. They didn't take the win. They took the chance away. And that's all I wanted the Tar Heels. They robbed us, the fan, of a great game. And Are you a Tar Heel fan? The way, I, the way I pull this out, not particularly. I'm more of a Virginia Tech fan in the ACC, but... Part of me feels like Baker Mayfield, we see a similar game that we saw with North Carolina Clemson, but Baker Mayfield ends it on the right side of Oklahoma where it's a last play of the game, fourth and 10, fourth and goal from the 10. Baker Mayfield drops back, finds a wide receiver in the corner. Sooners win the game, go to play the Crimson Tide in the national championship. You know, I I really do think this is going to be a good game, and it's still a pretty tough one to call, I think, uh, this game is. But you've got a team coached by Dabo Sweeney. He's got his guys loose. He's got his guys excited. They're going to be having fun. I mean, that's just the way he coaches. So I think that at the end of the day, I don't know if I can pick a clear-cut winner on this podcast. Mainly because it's two teams, obviously very good. They wouldn't be here if they wouldn't, if they weren't. But you're talking about Clemson, Oklahoma. I'm talking Clemson, okay. Oklahoma, and there's so much talent on both sides of the football. It really, to me, comes down to what team can get the big stop defensively. That's what it is for me. Why? We know what these offenses can do we see it each week we Mm -hmm. saw it each week of the regular season you never were wondering oh are they gonna score a lot of points uh yeah they're gonna score a lot of points but how many points are they gonna give up i think that's the bigger thing it for clemson there was more of a clemson could probably hold some people down for oklahoma it was more of a "Mm, they'll score enough points they'll win and that's the problem People weren't confident in that defense. Is Oklahoma going to be able to score enough points, though? Let's say the defense 
does what it usually does. How confident do you feel that Oklahoma can, quote, score enough points against Clemson to win? I don't know because I think that Clemson's defense is going to be better. And one of those defensive players that you got to mention because he was in my mock draft for MVP, Shaq Lawson. One of the names that, I mean, this Sooner team is going to have to stop with their offensive line. And I don't know. I feel like this this game may be a it's going to go one of two ways. Either Clemson completely blows out the Sooners and I'm wrong, or it's a shootout with Oklahoma scoring enough points to win the game. I think if if we've got a shootout, I think Oklahoma probably wins. Because they're used to that being in the Big 12, which is shootout city. If we have a closer— It's a shootout capital of the FBS. If we've got a closer game where it comes down to defense, I think the, the edge goes to Clemson. I really do. Let me ask you this question. Out of the two quarterbacks, if you were fantasy drafting a fantasy team to be, who's your quarterback for this week? Watson or Mayfield? Who are you picking to be? That's my guy to lead my team. Not fantasy-wise, but an actual football team. That's the guy I want leading my team this weekend. You know, I I don't know as much about Baker Mayfield, I'll be honest with you. Um, I just know what he does with his arm. But I'd probably say Deshaun Watson because he he's good with his arm, but he's versatile and he can move with his legs as well. So that's why I would pick him. But people may go, uh, Brandon, you dumb piece of crap. Baker Mayfield can do the same thing. He can. And that, I was just going to say that because he had a rushing touchdown. See, I don't. I've been, see, I, I don't really. Whereas I, I'm I, didn't, on the, I didn't watch him that yeah. much to see what and he that's did. That's why so. I'm on the other side of it. I think Deshaun Watson's a guy where, and I feel like we saw this a little bit in the Notre Dame game, where let's be honest, Deshaun Watson didn't win them that game. Clemson's defense won them that game. Because it was Deshaun Kaiser rolling out, pass at the goal line, swatted away by Clemson's defense. And Clemson won the game in that rainy mess down in, I want to say that one was at Clemson. The Notre Dame-Clemson game was was at Clemson. So, I don't know. I feel like with me, I go more Baker Mayfield, but I'm sticking by, and you guys can tell me in the comment section either if you're listening on SoundCloud or if you're listening on YouTube— or if you're listening on iTunes. Or on iTunes. I am sticking by my guns. Thank you for that one. I keep forgetting we're on iTunes. You're but welcome. I do what I can. I'm sticking by my guns that Alabama, Michigan State's going to be a blowout in the favor of Alabama, whereas Clemson, Oklahoma is going to be more of that closer game, kind of like we saw from Ohio State, Alabama last year. However, I got to give it to the Sooners because I'm telling you this. Clemson and Alabama are not both winning. One of them's getting upset. There's going to be an upset. I can just feel it. We're going to have a really close game from Oklahoma and Clemson. I'm not going to give you who I think is going to win in this podcast. You got to wait for the vids. Got to wait for the vids. But I want to just to end the podcast, I know. We said semifinals, but there's some other games going on this week. I want to get your gut check reaction. My gut check. Your gut check reaction. Do I have the discount double check? You you don't have to discount. You don't have to. Rogers. Rogers. But not necessarily a pick because we'll give those in the video. Just what are you feeling the week of coming into 
some of these games, some New Year's Six games. I'm, honestly, I'm feeling pretty hungry. Friday, just the Friday ones. Michigan, Florida. We're getting closer to it. What are you thinking? Have your has your opinion changed since our bowl preview? Do we preview this one? Is who's going to come out? Then you tell me. Can Jim Harbaugh win the bowl game for Michigan, or is Florida going to revenge their loss? You know, this is a tough one because I think that Florida's been good. I think a little bit better than Michigan has, but Jim Harbaugh is pretty good. And I'll be honest, I, I, think I hope he, Harbaugh wins just I think, for that. Program. I think he may be coaching them to a win. I mean, I'm more of a Big Ten guy. I usually root for Big Ten teams. Oh, I know. I kind of hate myself for the Fiesta Bowl because. Don't hate yourself. Well, it's I got to cheer for I'm an Illini. If you're new to the podcast, I'm an Illini fan. I bleed orange and blue. That's my main team. I know Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's a favorite team of mine, but it's more because in high school, my high school colors were maroon and orange. And because of that, I just fell in love with Virginia Tech. Same colors. And I plus when you've got Michael Vick, Marcus Vick. I thought Marcus Vick was going to be the next thing, the next best thing since sliced bread. Didn't work out that way. But the Fiesta Bowl, I kind of hate myself because I have to root for Ohio State because of how much I hate Notre Dame. Because of how much I hate the Irish, I have to cheer for Ohio State. And that pains me. That pains me because I don't like rooting for Ohio State. I don't like the Buckeyes. Buckeyes are a rival of ours. I don't hate them as much as I hate Northwestern. So I'm going Rocky Top this bowl season. But I don't know. I just hate that I have to cheer for Ohio State in the Fiesta Bowl. And the last game I wanted to bring up, the granddaddy of them all, Brandon. To me, this may be the best game that's not a semifinal game. Stanford, Iowa with the A. I believe he's the AP player of the year in Christian McCaffrey. Some would say should have been the Heisman over Derrick Henry, but as Brandon would say, what are you smoking? Derrick Henry's the Heisman. Yeah, what are you smoking? <laughs> uh, you know, I, uh, I I think this is going to be a pretty interesting game. I was talking with a buddy of mine who is, who's an Iowa fan uh, due to the fact that his girlfriend goes to Iowa, so he, you know, he kind of has to be. At least part of him has to be an Iowa fan. I think it's going to be an interesting game. I, I think Stanford's got a little tick on offense, um, but a tick their way on offense. But uh, Jordan Canzieri, they got him back. Uh, he's good. So Stanford's going to have to watch out for him. I think that will be a good game, though. It's it's basically, what, a home game for Stanford? Basically. I mean, it, it is the Rose Bowl, so it's in the beautiful state of California. I wish we were there right now. I wish we were too. This weather blows a big one. It is bad weather here in Chicago, and that's why you may be thinking about Ricky. Today was supposed to be a a call-in podcast for the the PTP, the primetime podcast, but because of our weather, we're going to kind of have to move that to next week. We still have slots available, so if you want to call in, email us at the onsidekick at gmail.com. Just use the subject primetime call-in. We will set up a time with you. Thinking somewhere right now between 5 Central Time and 6 Central Time. So if you're free next Monday, want to call in during those times, let us know. We'll hook you up. Like I said, the onside kick at gmail.com using the subject primetime call-in. I want to thank you guys 
for listening to this podcast, a little bit of a shorter podcast than we usually do. But like we always say, Brandon, it may be a shorty, but it's a goodie. Shorty but a goodie here on the Primetime Podcast. It's a goodie. Make sure to hit that like button, repost button, sub button, every single Any button, button you have. Any button we have, on hit the damn either thing. Either YouTube or SoundCloud. Also, make sure to check out the Onside Kick and the Fast Break Podcast. Also, check out my mock draft if you're like, hey, man, I want to know where some of these college kids may be going in the NFL. Make sure you check out that as well. I want to thank you guys for listening to this podcast, but as always... Have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.